Hello and welcome to Bricks and Mortar with Sarah Jackman. Today I'm joined by Terry Watts, CEO of the Chartered Surveyors Training Trust and Suzanne Thorne, Head of Geography and a former Head of Careers Education at Donata School in Rygate, Surrey. Terry and I spoke around 12 months ago about the launch of a new initiative, My Environment, My Future, a schools programme promoting the built environment and careers within it to those taking GCSE Geography or A-Level. Today, we look at how well the programme has been received and get Suzanne's perspective on how her students have responded to it. Terry, Suzanne, many thanks indeed for joining me today. Terry, we, we first spoke about the programme about a year ago now, um, perhaps a little bit longer. Just to remind our listeners what the initiative is all about. OK, yes. Well, um, the CSTT was established some 40 years ago to try and encourage people from more less traditional backgrounds into the surveying sector because those who work in the sector and property as well actually it's predominantly white male middle class uh, dominated and that's why the cstt was established and that when i about two or three years ago they asked me to see if we could re-establish taking some of those people who are struggling to get into the sector and giving them the the support they needed to actually succeed in, in joining the sector. Trouble is there was no pipeline of people coming into the sector. People tend to come in because of links with uh, fam familial links or they just drift into it from other professions. And uh, so what we've done is set up My Environment, My Future to link to the existing GCSE geography curriculum so it can be picked up by any teacher without any training and just explain to students and actually teachers and parents as well, really, that around them there is this thing called the built environment. It uh, does all sorts of exciting things from uh, making new properties for people to live in, developing roads and waterways and uh, factories and schools and hospitals. And there are roles, a, a, number, a huge number of roles that are really quite exciting, not the traditional ones they tend to think of when they think of construction and people digging holes in muddy fields. So trying to make people aware that the sector exists. And um, so we've just literally all we're trying to do is cast a very wide net. And what we're finding now is that other people who are trying to get uh, uh, candidates to join their part of the sector are beginning to realise actually they can feed off of the the interest that we generate. So we're having other people work with us now. We're just doing the first uh, teaser really of what the built environment is about and then they can go and find out more detail about property or uh, architecture or surveying or all those different aspects that we know and love and people have great careers in in the sector. You launched in September now so, so you've got the first academic year under your belt. Has that first year gone? It's it's um it's been a strange year to launch a schools initiative, uh, especially one that tries to engage uh, the schools and the young people in going to see what's going on outside of the school. So all the school, most schools anyway, have, have put a complete embargo on site visits. So we weren't able to do the site visit aspects of the programme. Um, and what we found was because as well that it's not it's difficult to remember how much turmoil there was in schools, actually, the, the regulations that they had to follow and the advice they got from government changed on a, on a very frequent basis. So it's hard for them to, to keep up. So what we did right at the beginning, recognising it was going to be a difficult use, we redeveloped, actually, Susanna helped us do this, redeveloped the materials so they could be taught remotely as well as in the classroom. So that helped the online teaching that teachers had to move to. And um, we've um, worked with, we've got 200 schools who've now downloaded the materials. So, so it seems to be going down quite well. What we've not had as much success in is actually talking to the teachers very much. I think partly because they've been at, at, at school or at home and there's so much going on in their lives that we're not a high priority to get uh, as much feedback as we like. But the ones we've spoken to uh, have liked the materials very much, actually. And um, 
they've they've uh, they've asked permission if they can use it in other places. So uh, a, a good point for people to know is that we provide the materials free of charge uh, for teachers to use however they see fit. They're the ones who know how their students will respond to the materials. So it's meant for GCSE geography. Others have used it at A level. Some have used it as after school clubs. Some have used it with younger children uh, and other subjects as well. So. We don't mind how they use it. All we're here to do is trying to promote the built environment and the feedback from teachers has been really positive so far. Good. You mentioned 200 schools. How does that stand against the targets that you set yourself when you launch the course? I think it makes us the biggest schools programme in the sector. Uh, so that's a good start because I know that some of the big professional bodies have tried to do this sort of stuff and they, and they run very good programmes, much more specialist and they've reached 100 schools. Uh, in those sorts of areas so that's good. Well I set myself a target for 150 in the first year so I'm, I'm pleased that that's been achieved. We now stretched our target for this year was meant to be for 250, uh, we're now going for 500 but the overall aim remains that within five years we want to get to half of the schools in the UK and the, and the reason for that is there's the CITB, I know this is you know that's just construction within the building and they do the trades as well, which we also cover, but that's not our focus primarily. They have recently said that there's 217,000 job vacancies going to be in the sector between now and 2025. So there's no point in aiming for a couple of hundred schools. We've got to reach the whole of the cohort looking for careers and future in, in, in their careers. And we need to try and make sure they're available to the built environment. So, um, you know, if you reach 200 is about doing a quick sum in my head, about 0.75 of the uh, of the available schools that's that's not good enough although it's the biggest program we need to get to at least half in the next few years and i'm hoping we'll get to all schools i'm even talking to some of the um, main awarding bodies to see if they will recommend the materials as part of the uh, teaching and learning materials they support with the delivery of the gcse geography and they're not saying no they're interested in talking about it so i'm, I'm quite encouraged by that so uh, that's that's the uh, the targets are we set ourselves ambitious targets. It's very easy for people, particularly in our sector, to say, well, I know how I'm going to do 100, so I'll say I'll do that. And if I do any more, that's great. Well, I don't know how I'm going to do half the schools, but we've got to aim for the stars and see if we can we can do something much more ambitious and just reach a few hundred schools. And you mentioned you've had to put things like site visits on hold. How important is it to you to try and get that practical elements back up and running next year? Well, there's two there's two bits that's of course the problem with. It's harder for professionals in the industry or, or companies in the industry to engage unless they can either go on site to the schools, which has not been allowed in the last year, or take the young people to their sites. And, and then when you get a real person, especially if it's a relatable younger person, that makes such an impact on the youngsters. So that's a really important aspect of it. Uh, and also the the actual leaving the school and going see it. And some of the pilots, they went on site to the site, to the places they were working on their projects and actually did the measurements for themselves and had a look and feel of what it was like. That has a real impact on, on the memorable nature of the, what we're trying to achieve. So, so that's been an unfortunate absence. What we are doing now, with a few of the uh, larger employers who are helping us and some of the smaller ones as well, is creating um, virtual site visits because uh, the, the way that uh, young people consume technology these days is they're not necessarily impressed by high production values and uh, high quality uh, videos and things. What they want is authentic experience. So we've got some ambassadors for My Environment, My Future now, and some of those are going around with their GoPros or their iPhones even, and recording what they do and where they work. And we're beginning to get those inputs now so we can build those into virtual site visits. 
but understandably the people doing it are quite nervous because they have very high standards of what they want to do they've never done it before so we're, we're, we're coaching them through that and trying to get that and we'll see how that goes down hopefully we'll have a few of those for next term when we uh, go back yeah Suzanne perhaps I can bring you in here um, you teach geography to both GCSE and A-level students yeah. and you've obviously been heavily involved in, in not just the scheme itself but also rolling it out within your school just tell me a little bit about what your thoughts are on the scheme to date and and how important it is to have something like this assisting in the teaching program well I think it's it's been so eye-opening to actually see how easy it has been to deliver some of our careers education through geography. I think as subject teachers, although we have a requirement to deliver some careers aspects, because I think the familiarity with the whole range of roles in all different areas, and obviously including the built environment, there's a vast array of jobs which perhaps we have less familiarity with being in the education sector so I think what the program offers is teaches the ability to really see those wide-ranging roles and it's actually been so beneficial for the pupils to see the utility of what they're learning so you know when they're taught stuff in the classroom very often they can't always see what the purpose is in real life or in the world of work and I think that's the amazing benefits of the program and the advantages is when they do a a particular um, a virtual site visit for instance because obviously we've not been able to go off site they've been able to use some of the um, techniques that actually would be used in the world of work and that can be highlighted to them and then obviously on the materials there's a link actually saying which type of career would use or pick up on those types of skills. And I think it's given me confidence as a classroom teacher um, to deliver that and feel that actually I've done a really good job of delivering my aspect of the the Gatsby benchmarks and providing pupils with information at quite a critical time in some of their decision-making processes because they need to make sure that they make the right curricular choices, for instance, at A-level or at degree level. And by giving them access to that information at the right point in time, it opens those doors to them, you know, allows them to see those wider opportunities that perhaps they might not have realised existed or Mm -hmm. knew about or had any knowledge of. So I think that's been a huge benefit of um, being involved in the project and delivering aspects of it in the classroom. And that's an interesting point that you make at the end there. You know, there might not be that awareness of um, the range of roles within the built environment. I mean, what's what's your experience of the level of knowledge and awareness of particular jobs and careers in the sector? Does it exist at, at those critical levels where people are making the choices? I think Possibly. I'm I'm fortunate that in the school that I work in and the area that we are is a a fairly affluent area. So I think there are a number of different people working in kind of higher managerial roles in the built environment. We have when I was head of careers, I know I used to have an architect and environmental consultants come in. Um, We had a sustainability day actually at the end of term where we had a civil engineer who came in. We also had um, Baroness Kate Palminter who came in and spoke about sustainability in the built environment and how important it was so we try really hard as a school and the the, um, careers department 
to give a wide range of access. But I can't say whether that would be the case across all schools. I think we're very fortunate to have a really strong network network and alumni to draw on. And that doesn't necessarily happen in all schools. So I think that's where the programme fits a, a, a perfect spot. And once you've exposed your pupils to the possibilities within the industry, I mean, what tends to be the reaction? I mean, what what do you think they they go off and and think of of the industry and, and does it spark an interest? I think it definitely does, because a lot of the links that are provided with the um, My Environment, My Future are actually quite unusual roles. They're not just the building or the architecture which is really what what when you say the built environment they're the two jobs that people or your children think that you're either a builder or you're an architect and then there isn't anything else in between but I think what what it does is just allow them to realize you know you could be a conservation officer or you could be you know surveying water you could have a really practical job out in the field um, for those who don't necessarily want an office-based job but also want to have something of a quite technical nature so I think some of the pupils have been really quite fascinated and and gone on to then use some of those links to research themselves both in class we're fortunate we're an iPad school so they can go off and you know do their own little bit of research and read up um lots of the websites that are linked are really accessible for pupils to to use with the the job descriptions they give kind of good factual details kind of salary level of qualifications required so it puts them on a pathway i think to exploring those options Mm. And have you had anyone who, after delivering this material, has wanted to to go off and and actively pursue a career in the built environment, which perhaps they wouldn't have done before? Possibly. Obviously, it's only the first year. So, you know, the year 11s are only kind of going off into GCSE now. We've got good uptake at Geography A-level. So arguably, you could say that that you know the the fact that they could see why geography was an important um, subject and that it could lead to a wide number of careers particularly in the built environment I would argue you know that that's probably influenced some of the decision making around taking that subject Um, I did have one who went off to do commercial real estate off at university so um, and he had used a little bit of the program as we'd gone along he was he was year 13 so (laughs) it wasn't originally designed but as Terry said the beauty of the program is actually you can really as a teacher see how it can be used across a a wide range of um, key stages so Mm -hmm. you know a bit at key stage three definitely you know it's written for key stage four um, geography GCSE but it also can be tweaked for A level. Okay Just thinking about how careers are introduced to students at some of these key points when they're making decisions. I mean, how does the built environment compare to some of the other career options? Does it lag some way behind in your experience just in terms of profile and access to material? Yes, I think it does. Yeah, it definitely. I, I I had a look actually at, at the um, offerings that we've had over the years. And actually we have had, like I said, an architect and an environmental consultant. But if I compare that with the number of um, people that we've had in banking and finance, advertising, media, creative industries, um, lots of STEM, because obviously there's been such a huge push on STEM that I think perhaps that's been the focus. Huge amounts of IT and kind of tech um, speakers have come in. 
So I think probably the built in environment has lagged behind, definitely. But I think actually there's enormous amount of crossover with some of those industries. And that's something perhaps that, you know, in the future, we need to emphasise that the technology that might be needed um, in the future will will really enhance um, careers in the built environment and they could go hand in hand. So pupils that are interested in technology, the built environment could still be an option for them. Mm -hmm. So hopefully as as we move through, hopefully next year will be a bit bit more of a normal year. I think, you know, we're, we're looking at a very strange year in education very very odd I'm hoping things that you know as the dust settles and things improve we'll really be able to work on getting pupils excited about the um, opportunities uh, in the built environment in the future. And Terry perhaps um, I could just return to you I mean Suzanne highlights there some of the the positive aspects of using the materials and and the way it can support people into the industry I mean you've you've mentioned where you where you want to take it in terms of numbers over the next five years but but what what are your immediate priorities in terms of trying to embed it into more schools over the coming years? I think the key the key thing we're trying to do because um, uh, Suzanne said uh, you know she's had some really good uh, speakers come into her school and and uh, that's brilliant and I you know that's terrific if you can do that but the impact of a 24 year old surveyor who may just have qualified or may not have even qualified yet but really enjoying what they do and just explaining and enthusing about what they do has a massive impact on young people and they exist in lots of companies across the whole country that's one aspect so again don't people shouldn't feel it's too difficult for them to do this because it's not they just have to talk about what they do every day and that'll enthuse young people because people like talking about what they do every day and it comes across and the second thing is um unintentionally most of the focus of the careers programs that and I've looked at lots of them and I've talked to lots of people are around where the big projects are which are usually in London and usually around HS2 and that means that if you're in Truro or these far-flung corners like Newcastle you know those places where there's big development projects there's there's lots of development activity going on there and, and the built environment is just as vibrant people don't get to go to schools and people don't think the schools don't get the, the queue of employers there. It's not it's not too much of, a, of an exaggeration. So you go to Tower Hamlets, pick a school in Tower Hamlets and you'll find there's a queue of built environment people wanting to go and support their careers days. You go to somewhere like Truro, and I haven't done this, but there'll be very few people there. And what about the small towns and so on? But there are surveyors and there are property activities going on all over the country and so we're trying very hard to market the actual the activities those areas where other people don't reach because we've got to try and reach everybody so uh, that, that's so the key thing for me is trying to make sure our marketing does that and really to engage the teachers because we're not asking anything of them other than what they normally do anyway and it's really just um helping us to try and get that message that exactly Susanna put it really well there's a massive sector out there 3.2 million people already employed looking for more and they have technology and creative and data driven and all sorts of uh, careers out there they're looking for young people to go and have an exciting future in and actually it's one of the best paid sectors in the country as well so you know you're going to earn a lot of money doing it potentially too so All right. Well, thank you, Terry and and Suzanne, for your time. It's been really interesting getting the two perspectives and uh, we look forward to seeing how the programme develops over the coming years. Thank you very much. That was Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. For more information on developing a career in real estate, see the archive of the Bricks and Mortar series at popbean.com and the EGI archive at egi.co.uk.